Our lives aren't like they used to be. They're busier. Early morning Zooms, grabbing coffee to make that in-office meeting, getting to your kid's soccer game on time. Life is different, and so is advertising. To reach any audience, you need your message out there in all media, broadcast to streaming, on screens, and right to the ears of your customers. And that's what we do at Odyssey. Let's build a media campaign that targets the customers you know and want to reach more of. Right here in our community. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. No, you know, that's what, uh, you know, he was wanting to go back in there every single time. Certainly we discussed it as a staff every single, you know, uh, series in in that, you know, into the third quarter, into the fourth quarter. And he was saying he wanted to go in and play. And that's the kind of gritty competitor he is. He wants to go out there and compete. He wants to go out there and do that for his football team and for his teammates. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 to the score. That's Matt Eberflus. He's the head coach of the Bears, and he was on our sister station, WBBM, this morning talking about the gritty competitor, that being Justin Fields. And uh, and thanks to uh, the fine folks at BBM for the audio. David, um, gritty competitor or not, I think it's interesting to contemplate what the – what the reality is with the Bears. And, and you know, what he is is the most explosive player, the only explosive player, you could argue, on the Bears' offense. You, you could argue the best player on the Bears, period, end of story, and the only explosive player on this team. Yeah, he is that. This is what I want to know, though, and this is may be recency bias, this may be an overreaction, but I would love to know how Ryan Poles watched Saturday's college football playoff games, Saturday's bowl games, how he watched the top quarterbacks at the front of the draft, mm. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Alabama, and Ohio State. I would love to know what Ryan Poles really thinks about the quarterbacks that he saw play on Saturday. Came up big on a, on a large stage. Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud both had tremendous efforts. Both are guys who will be top five, likely top 10 NFL draft picks. I want to know if Ryan Poles believes in Justin Fields because Justin Fields left no other choice this year by emerging in the way he did. You can't possibly walk away from that kind of talent now, not that kind of explosiveness. But did, did is, he, is he all in because he believes that you can win that way? Or did he watch Saturday Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud and think, wow, I would like one of those kind of stylistic quarterbacks. I would like that and then prefer that. I don't know if that's fair to ask, Molly, but it did cross my mind. Well, uh, David, I mean, here's the question that you're asking. Is it conceivable that, that Ryan Poles goes into the draft and takes a quarterback instead of trading down – Instead of taking one of the defensive players, what you're really asking, would he want the quarterback? Has he, has he come into this season with the goal of getting to the draft with a chance to take one of the quarterbacks? And if that's the case, has Ryan, has Ryan Poles seen his mind change because Justin Fields, his emergence as a, as a running quarterback? That's a good way to put it. I, do you think that he went into the season – Committed to Justin Fields? I'm not sure that he did. Uh, listen, I think he went into the season tearing down a team 
to get to a point where he could have a high draft pick so he could take a quarterback. Yeah. That's what I think. And I think that Justin Fields, the way that he emerged after the mini buy, the history that he's on the verge of making, and just the way that he has played left him no other choice. You can't be a football executive on a team that has no offensive talent and walk away from your best player, can you? I don't know. It's inconceivable. I I, I mean, listen, I I think at some point Justin Fields emerged – is not just a great runner, also a great leader. And I, I think that – I don't know that, that he will – that it follows next he'll be a great passer. But I think that he's played well enough this year to believe you can win with Justin Fields and, and that he's, he okay. can do some extraordinary things. I don't know that this is the way that he wants to win. That's a good, I, that's a good question we don't know the answer to. Right. But I, two things that have happened that we heard over the weekend too. Number one – Justin Fields uh, played at Ohio State. We know that. Urban Meyer coached at Ohio State. Urban Meyer is very familiar with both. That was unbelievable. C.J. Stroud and Justin Fields. And what did he say? He said, basically, that that the, uh, the better quarterback, the guy who processed information easier, was was Stroud. What are you doing, Urban? I mean, you're killing the guy. You're killing the kid. Yeah. I, it so, was that was unbelievable, <laughs> and Dustin, that's your favorite guy, Urban Meyer. Can't stand. Won't watch it. I didn't hear it because I won't watch it. I know, but I, but I you have to it. say his opinion on college quarterbacks from Ohio State is a valid one. Well, it's a very interesting opinion. It, it, so, it's good for it's good for our business. It's not valid. The guy is a bum. You're 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 totally biased there, Dustin. You're not it being has objective. Nothing, it has, you're it not has being objective. Nothing to do. Yes, it does. With the Notre Dame, the that Notre Dame job. Oh, he, he he embarrassed himself. But. I'm not disputing that. I should not be on television. I'm not evaluating okay. Urban you Meyer's character. Yeah. All, all that may be true, but I think he knows a football player when he sees. He, he one. does, and, and he I can, think he, when he's evaluating the quarterbacks, I'm interested. And in you can what compare to one to yes. the other, knowing what they know. Exactly. So that's number one thing that I heard. But also last night, watching the Baltimore Ravens and seeing them limited in their season, in their goals, everything about this year changed when Lamar Jackson missed the last four games. David, I, 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 am, I am waiting with bated breath to see what they do with Lamar Jackson, how big that contract is, how much – I feel like that, that is a team that has to pay him. But I wonder if they want to pay him. And I think when we talk about a running quarterback, you have to talk about sustainability and you have to talk about – whether when you get to the playoffs, can you still win? Is that a winning a methodology once you hit the playoffs? These are all questions that you have to contemplate. And I've said this before. I look forward to the Bears getting yeah. into the playoffs Amen. and having an argument about whether or not yes. this is going to work with Justin Fields running the ball. I don't care. I think it's a great argument to have once you get there. But, but, but they've gotten there, and they've had that argument, and now – sustainability becomes an issue because he's unhealthy. Yeah, the availability is the biggest issue. And the last four games, he's not been there. So he uh, may return and lead them to the promised land and and win a championship. Mm -hmm. But because of the way the season has unfolded, it does raise a legitimate question about the sustainability of winning with a quarterback who puts himself in harm's way as often as Lamar Jackson does as often as Justin Fields will, theoretically. So these are the things that do enter your mind the longer the season goes on and the more the Bears struggle mightily 
by because they don't have players or talent around Justin Fields, but also just because by the time they get to the point where they have all the talent surrounding him, what shape will he be in physically well, to, to elevate everyone around him? And that, you know, this is this is the this is the fifty-five sack question, right? Mm-hmm. He's been sacked fifty-five times this year, and you have to wonder how the accumulative effect of that uh, impacts his career. I think that when you break down, you know, every sack has kind of a different story to it. And clearly there are a lot of those on the offensive line and on the lack of good enough offensive line. And that's that to me is the answer to the question about Ryan Poles. He did not put a, a, a team around fields that contained – weaponry or the ability to protect they've slapped together how many different uh starting lineups uh over the course of this season and you never felt that they solved anything I mean you you come out of this season let's just go down the five players that start on the offensive line how many are locked into that spot for next year I'm telling you you could zero argument you could really easily make an Zero. argument that way. And yes. there's nothing that would point out how absurd this season sort of has been by looking at what we're going to be looking at a week from now. Likely, we're going to be talking about the Bears having uh, setting a record for rushing yards in a season. Yes. And we're going to be talking about an offensive line that we just said needs it replaced entirely. <laughs> And, so, and I mean, and we have a texter saying, "How many of those fit sacks are on fields?" Well, I mean, there's a plenty of them, plenty of them, but yes. but not enough to to dismiss the responsibility. No. that we're, we're we're putting at the feet of the offensive linemen. No question about Th- that. It's, it's mostly on them. It's some on a young quarterback that is learning to process information quickly and pick the right receiver. But he's also running for his life half the time. So I'm not willing to go there yet. I do wonder this, Molly. I just think that back to the draft question you know if there were a Joe Burrow a Trevor Lawrence and Andrew Luck a Patrick Mahomes somebody who was that obvious of a a consensus number one or number two pick I think your thought process might be entirely different it might be a more valid conversation but I just don't know if you're Ryan Poles even though everything we just talked about given limitations on Bryce Young given CJ Stroud I just don't know how you could pivot now well I think I I don't know how you could I mean listen could you imagine, and I'm not saying that he should do it, but could you imagine if he did, how would, how would the world react? If he, if he did that, that would take, you know, that would take what we in the business would call a lot of neck. Yes. In other words, you'd be exposing that neck. And the way that works is sometimes the head's chopped off. So, so I would be awful careful about it, but it would be, like about as brassy a move as a human could make. Good God. Yeah, I, I don't know that Not you want to Not necessarily right. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, that. what? You, you can't be an executive that at the stage of Ryan Poles' career and do make that decision. You no. could possibly if you were somebody else more accomplished with a little bit more Ron Wolf. credibility. Yeah, somebody like that. Bill <laughs> Belichick. Somebody yeah, with the draft history that is respected. Right, Frankly, right. if the Philadelphia Eagles did something like that, you would think, well, it's interesting. Yeah. Well, let's see how it goes. They have a good track record. Right. But if you're Ryan Poles of an unproven 
first-year general manager in your second draft? I don't know. I don't know, man. I'll take the gimme. I'll take Got the generational talent. Charlie is in Payless. Hey, Charlie. Hey, Charlie. Hey, guys. Uh, Happy New Year. Uh, I have two questions. Do you think Ryan Poles uh, went too far with cutting uh, the team from the from the last uh, administration? And number two, do you think that the Brian Poles should answer to the new uh, upcoming president uh, uh, for the Chicago Bears? And I'll hang up and listen for your answer. Thanks, Charlie. Yeah. Second question first depends on who it is. I, depends my, on who it is. Both questions, my impulse is yes and yes. <laughs> well, if it's Kevin Warren, absolutely. I want Kevin Warren coming in and, and, and setting the – Standard for everybody in raising what if it's some weird internal hire. <laughs> Those are your words, not mine. But oh, I know I'm sorry. I, I get the gist. No, but yeah, if it's a weird internal hire, I don't want necessarily that person setting the course for my football guy. Okay. But again, that would go back to hiring people who are happy to have the job. Did I? Did, where did I misstep when I said weird internal hire? Okay, I I shouldn't have thrown in weird. Uh, uh, is that it? But no, it's well, fine. But it would be an oddity to I'm, me if I'm they had an you. internal hire. It would be it would be a weird choice to stay internal if you are the Bears the state of the franchise is in right now. And given the stakes ahead in the next year. Second verse, same as the first. I, I don't know how that happens. Um, is that progress? No. Okay. I, not in my view. I think that this is an opportunity for the Bears to – step away from the way they typically have done business and traditionally hired people who are doing the job for the first time. This would be an opportunity to hire somebody who is actually qualified for the position and has done it before or a similar job before. All right, let's try uh, John. Hey, John. I better ask my question before you guys drop me again. Uh-oh. Um, my question is, should Justin Fields play Sunday, yes or no, and why? Um, I think he should play Sunday because it's about playing. You're a quarterback. It looks better on your resume. It looks like you held up for a season. And moreover, I think that um, it's important to to just kind of um, understand that this record means something to him. You're playing for nothing all year. I thought it was a really cool moment when he was asked about, hey, you want to go for that record? I don't want to be a 1,000-yard rusher. I don't. I got no interest in that. I don't think it's good. But now that I'm here, yeah, maybe I'll take the record. That is fun, and that's something to play for. If you want to have him do that, I'm all for it. I think it's important to start the game and get the record and then get him into some safe conditions so that nothing goes awry. Yes, he should play. Yes, the record does matter. It also, leaders lead. And if he wants to be on the field for the final game of the season, his vote should count toward that conversation and whether or not you're, he does or doesn't play. It also, to me, the chance to improve is not something you, you dismiss. I think the chance to improve outweighs the risk involved. But if he gets into the game and he's being sacked seven times, then, yeah, you want to – use common sense and get him out of harm's way. But I, I do think you go into this and he is your starter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have any problem with that. I just don't want to see a repeat of the Detroit game Can't. where it gets out of line. Um, and uh, 
if it gets out of line or if um, if it gets to a point where you feel like he's hurt. You can't do that. You can't really risk that. But uh, but that, again, is after things get off the rails like they did on Sunday against the Lions, you would think that you want to finish strong and give him the opportunity to do that. Let's try Frank. Frank's in Bridgeport. Hey, Frank. Hey, guys. What's going on? Um, in the beginning of the year, I've loved what Poles have, has done. I like the way he approached everything. I like that he spells out what he's going to do. What's a little worrisome to me is the Valus Jones pick, is the Claypool trade. We're about to give this guy 100-plus million and all of our draft capital to rebuild this. If he punts on this or if he does something wrong, we're in for another 10 years in misery. Fair point and, and fair reservation to express. Ryan Poles is not proven as a draft guy. I, I will look at this class, and that is, a, that is a fair conclusion after his first season. He had some hits. He had a couple misses, and I just don't know the level of confidence I go into this offseason with him rebuilding this roster to the point where it needs to be rebuilt to into a, a playoff contender. I, I'm not sure where I stand, Molly, because – and I guess the uncertainty, not knowing how to answer, answers it. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I've been frozen in this conversation <laughs> by the prospect of, uh, of Kevin Warren not getting this job and that going to some weird internal hire, which might not Did be, I do that to you? I'm sorry. Be, you froze me. I, I'm sorry because – my mind, I'm not joking. I can't get out of this loop right now in my head because I keep thinking if that's the case, then the mere mention of having a better candidate for the job ruins this guy before he even starts. The leak of Kevin Warren interviewing with the Bears in, in the eyes of some people – almost not confirmed, but led us down the road where this has got to happen now. This is and it's more likely to happen now. And you know what? If it doesn't happen now, it's going to feel like a huge letdown. That is exactly what I'm saying. And that's what you just did to me. I'm sorry. And I know you feel that way because you just said it perfectly. Happy New Year. Oh, my gosh. Okay. What were we talking about again? I'll tell you what. We're going to get to the break, and then we're going to get back to your calls, and we'll continue the conversation, and Molly is going to – somehow knock himself into some sense of reality. 312-644-6767. It's Molly and Haw, the score. Third down and four now coming up. Bears right to left from the 31-yard line. They've been good on third down all season. Rising to seventh in the league. Two big third down conversions on their opening drive. Now they go one back, two by two. Four-man rush with time. Fields stepping up, though. Runs up the middle with the 35 to the 40. 45 to the 50. Fields running away from the Lions at the 30, the 20, the 15. Down inside the 10. Justin Fields all the way down to the seven or eight-yard line. Thought he'd got there again. Thought he had another biggie. He did. This one, 61 yards for Justin Fields. That is the great clip of the week. And right now, be the sixth caller to the scores contest line. Contest line, 312-540-0670. And you could win a Chicago football shirt, courtesy of great clips. It's going to be Great. I thought he was hurt at the end of that run. He looked like he was hurt in it. I, I mean, it looked like he was kind of wincing. And you see what I mean? It's yeah. like he he definitely. Yeah. You can tell when he's in a no, little bit of pain true. or discomfort. But I said that to you. I I like. 
I didn't see him kind of accelerating the way he usually does on those runs. He was like, it was almost like the obligatory 60-yard run. It wasn't the explosive. It was only 20 miles per hour. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't 21. Yeah, exactly. I think maybe he could have been outrun (laughs) by a Prius on that one. But he stumbled at the end, and maybe that contributed to it. But I still think that you saw a They ended up having to kick a field goal. Yeah, I know. He should have scored there. And then they would have closed the gap, and they wouldn't have been outscored let's, by 31, but only by 24. Let's redo the great clip of the week, and let's go with the uh, the uh, tight end jumping under center. Oh, that would have been. I love Look that play. Look at David. David loved I that love play. I love that play. Because you it was a quarterback a sneak, but it wasn't. It was a tight end taking the snap, but he was. He pitched mm-hmm. it back. And all of a sudden, Justin Fields running student body left. Yeah. With the like a tailback yeah. at USC, it was a thirty-yard run. Right. I mean, this one was like a sixty-yard run. So I mean, I understand the difference. I, I believe it's roughly thirty yards. Before we get back to the phone call, I want to make sure that we Let clarify me do this. the math on that. Go ahead. <laughs> you do the math Thank while you. while you do the count on your hands and toes. <laughs> um, Clay Harbor, who yes. former NFL player, who was a guest on uh, our show last week when we weren't here, oh. he tweeted out this about what we were referring to Urban Meyer saying. Quote, he's talking Urban Meyer on C.J. Stroud. This is a tweet from December 30th, 3.43 p.m. Quote, he sees the field better than any quarterback he's ever been around. And that includes Dwayne Haskins, uh, J.T., and Justin Fields. So wow, that, that, that's quoting Urban Meyer. That's Urban Meyer talking about two guys he's familiar with. That's high praise for C.J. Stroud. But I don't think it was intended to be a slight of Justin Fields, but that's the way it's going to be viewed in Chicago. Yes, in Chicago, it is take C.J. Stroud over Justin Fields <laughs> right. if you have a chance. That's that's kind of what he's saying in a way. How was Clay Harbor? I did you hear it? I don't know. I did Dustin, not. Dustin, you weren't it. here either. I think you talked to Mark Grody. And no, Mike. I just suggested him, and Brandon booked him. And I Brandon, think he how was, was he? Were I you, think he was okay. Were you here? Yeah, I was here. Well, we should talk to him then. Why can't we talk to him? It's it's weird to find out he was on the show. Especially without... in light of the uh, Urban Meyer comments. Yes, there so, you go. Okay. Austin. Interesting. What the hell are you doing? Let's get back to the phone lines. 312-644-6767. Let's try Michael. He's on the south side. Hey, Michael. Hey, Michael. Why does no one respond when I say their name and then when you do, they I, usually respond? Trying. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh, let's try Bob. Bob's on the road. Hey, Bob. Hey, good morning, fellas. Hey, Happy New Year real quick. Bless Thank you. you. Um, Thank you. Hey, you guys were talking a little bit ago about uh, the, the college football and the way the quarterbacks played, and they played great on Saturday. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to know how both of those would play with the Bears' offensive line and the Bears' receivers because – I, I got so sick and tired of watching the offensive line get bull rushed right back into field oh, space. Boy. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the worst game for Braxton. That was Braxton Jones' worst game of the year. You know what I'm? You know what I'm attributing that to? And I I think we should talk about it. Rookie wall. That's all that was. <laughs> okay. Rookie wall. That's J- Jaquan Brisker. Explanation. That might have yeah. been his worst game of the year. You know why? Rookie wall. There you go. I don't. I don't now buy that. Now you're playing the I, game. I don't buy that. I'm did not you, playing that game. What did you think of um, of uh, of Gordon of his performance in that game? He didn't necessarily 
stink as loudly as Jaquan Brisker did. Little rookie wall. I think he's a little bit. He did. Well, what about Buffalo? He had an interception against the Bills. How about that rookie wall? He cleared it that day. What about the punter? Oh no, the punter's that, been great. Yeah, he, that doesn't. Trenton count. Gill has been terrific. He's a, he's a separate entity, so we're not considering the rookie wall. Well, I think that's you because you, you have a convenient explanation and definition for when it fits and when it doesn't. I think Jaquan Brisker. I'm not going to minimize the the toll that a 16-game season has on these guys who are rookies who've never done it before. At the same time, when a running back's coming at you in the hole, it, it, it's just you and him. You're making a decision. I don't care how I, tired you are. You uh, get your body and you sacrifice it and you yeah. make a tackle. I'm just trying to lay out an excuse. That's all. Okay. I'm just trying to be protective of right. the team and chief cheerleader, as we were accused of being earlier. David is in Beverly. Hi, David. Hey, good morning, guys. Thank you for taking my call. Happy New Year. Hey, I wanted to go back to your um, discussion about the concussion protocol and give you my take and get your reaction. I I really honestly think that flag could be the future of the NFL, and here's why. I think that we as fans would get pretty much everything that we like about the game, the flashy plays, the elusiveness, um, great defensive plays on the ball, without the barbarism, without the violent career-ending injuries. And I think it's really interesting, and if you if if you notice, the NFL wants the um, All Star game to be a flag game this time around. So I want right. to get your take on that, uh, and see if That's see if a, there's any realistic you, shot. You know, here's the thing, David. I and I I don't I don't mean this as bad as it's going to sound, but I think that some of the big hits are the reason that people do tune in, and I think that as long as you're going to have like the top plays of each game, and you're going to see massive hits and tough contact i think football is a game of contact i can understand protecting some of the the hits etc but i do not think the flag is the future and if it is i don't no. think it's it's it, not your grandfather's I, nfl and it i, I anyway. respect the phone call and, and thank you for listening yeah. but it, i think when you look at the numbers the nation is addicted to the sport yes and that's not going to stop anytime soon you yes. look at the television ratings and it just speaks for them. They speak for themselves. Uh, you're you're not going to have that same kind of appeal. And Look, the, the the NFL has a concussion protocol problem. Yes, they do not have an appeal it. problem. Right. And I don't think you have to have this blanket statement about the appeal of the league and the safety moving forward. There, it's it's a concern. Yes, but you fix the concussion protocol so you don't have the absurdity that existed on Sunday, where somebody was deemed capable of going back to the game but you wouldn't let him drive home because they had blurry vision. One of the most amazing things you can see is some of these circus catches that guys make and some of the things that happen within the course of an NFL game, some of the great plays that a quarterback makes. But all of that is because of the danger of all the other elements of the game, the quarterback in the pocket, the receiver going over the middle. I mean, these to, to, to be able to perform those tricks – while there is also a danger involved in it, is why the game is as popular as, as it is. And it is a, a wildly popular game and, and really a fun one and, and a great sporting event. If you change it, then it's going to be a different sport. Totally. And the league has legislated parity because of the salary cap. Yeah. And in most cases, now yesterday being the exception to the rule because the Bears were not competitive, but in most cases you have competitive games. Let's try Dion. He's on the south side. Hey, Dion. 
Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Yeah, so I want to talk about not the physical toll that the, that the hits take on Justin Fields. I want yep. to talk about the mental toll that it'll take on you. So when people are making these comments about let's move on, let's talk about another quarterback in college, well, nobody like the, the nobody's going to make a bad comment about C.J. Stroud or the other quarterback. They're not going to say something negative about him. Why would you say something negative? So anything that you say is positive is going to be looked at as a negative at the Bears' current quarterback. That doesn't mean that that's what their intent was. It's just a compliment. But the hits that Justin Fields is taking, I saw Braxton Jones yesterday sack Fields twice himself. He was the first quarterback on Fields. So my my thing is, how do you think a quarterback, if he's always – I didn't. I never played quarterback, but I played on the offense and on the defense, and I played special teams returning punts. And I know how it feels when I'm getting hit as a punt returner. Right. As soon as I ball, so I can I can imagine what Justin Fields is going through if he's thinking, as soon as I get this ball, I'm gonna be running for my life. He's probably not seeing his second look or his first look or his third look. He's probably thinking. I'm going to look at one person, and then I'm running. I can't even get mad at a guy who's thinking that because I'm starting to think, like, well, hell, he is getting sacked awfully quick. They are in the backfield. Now, I'm not mad at, at Braxton Jones completely because I don't expect Justin Fields to go on the podium and call out the entire offensive line. I would expect someone like Aaron Rodgers to do that who's been in the league, who got the contract, and he's a franchise quarterback. You expect him to do that. You don't expect Justin Fields to say, if I had some better blocking, I would feel more comfortable with looking for those receivers than you could adequately you could you could accurately grade me on my progression. Yeah. But you can't yeah. give a, a but, I, Dion, I like it. I like the call. I think you you're making an excellent point, which is that as much as you look at these college quarterbacks and admire what they managed to do. They're playing on super teams. They're surrounded by really good players, other guys that are going to get drafted. Justin Fields is on a an island with the Bears. Sure, but a couple of years ago, you were watching Justin Fields tear up Clemson and having the same kind of sure. reaction that people had on Saturday watching C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. And for the record, Molly, I was – Posing, and we were discussing what Ryan Poles might have been thinking. Yeah, watching these guys play. Oh, no, no, I don't. I don't he's... want either one of those guys in right. Chicago. To be honest yeah. with you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think they have re- they have limitations no, no, it, that are that, going to be exposed. That was at, all over for time. the purpose of of conversation. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with talking about it, and really, there's nothing wrong with contemplating why he went into this season in the fashion in which he did. Why did? Why was the terror down on and? Um, you know, clearly it's because there were there were plans made for the future and and different plans than than what they are now. And you know, these things reveal themselves as you move forward. It'll be very interesting to see how this happens. And I, we've just talked about different scenarios. That's not claiming anything. No, no one is unhappy with Justin Fields. I know we have to break, but we'll maybe we'll continue this tomorrow. Do you think that during the interview process that Ryan Poles was this transparent and talked That's, in terms of an overhaul and a teardown that was this complete that, when they was trying to sell himself to George McCaskey, Bill Polian, Ted Phillips, and the whole committee? That is a pick six question for tomorrow. I, I really believe that is. I think uh, everyone should tune in and listen to it. 
Right now, we're going to bring in Dan and Lawrence, and we're going to talk to them. It's Mully and Haw on the score. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.